Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that are going to allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Business Growth Secrets. This is, I think, a really special episode of Business Growth Secrets, and I hope you're going to enjoy it. We run an all-day event called the Social Media Business Summit at this all-day event. We literally are on Zoom for the whole day, and the clients that you're about to hear in a moment not only did the entire day with me on Zoom, they then stayed afterwards for the VIP session, which is like a Q&A with me. And I just answer endless questions about social media, business, business growth. I think it'd be really interesting because some of the questions that were asked, no doubt you might be thinking of, you might be considering, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I think it'd be really, really good to hear some great content. So this is a full-on episode. It's fast and it's furious and it's got loads and loads and loads of content in it. So I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, let me know. Follow me on Instagram at adamstockcoach. You know, tell me you're enjoying the podcast and make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and enjoy this week's episode. So what I'll do is I'll go through the chat and I'll look at each question individually um, and make sure I answer those uh, for everybody. Uh, your question can be anything you want. It can be personal, it can be business, it can be about content, it can be about the programs, anything you want to know, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to answer your questions. Uh, we will go, in terms of how long the uh, VIP will last, I will try to answer each every, every question that's asked today. If you ask your question and then you feel you've got to shoot off, that's okay. I do understand that. You've been with us all day. Um, but if you want to stay on right to the end, then <coughs> you encourage that too. What I would say is sometimes you can learn more from somebody else's question than you can even the question you ask yourself. And I've seen that when we do group coaching because sometimes somebody's asking a question you haven't 100% thought of. But, you, you know, business, the problems are common. Um, a lot of people think that business is complicated. It isn't actually that complicated. There's a certain set of problems, regardless of what sector you're in. Um, and as long as we learn to manage those problems and work on those skills, then we can succeed in business from no matter where we're starting from. So I've got a few questions in. I'm going to start off and we'll be answering all of those. The first question is for Abby. How do you figure out what keywords to use for SEO and how important is SEO to your business? Um, it depends, and this is for everybody. So when I answer the questions, even though Abby's asked the question, I'm going to answer it for everybody. And I'm going to give you my opinion. So when it comes to something like SEO, for example, for a small business owner, SEO, I don't believe to be very important at all. And I'll tell you why for a small business owner. Now, don't get me wrong. If you've got a large business and you're running a large business, one of our businesses was doing about £40 million a year. We used to spend a lot of money on SEO. Um, we were in a sector that um, has a lot of traffic and a lot of search traffic in that sector. So SEO is relevant. But as a small business owner, one of your biggest challenges is going to be cash flow um, and making sales. And the problem with SEO is when you invest in SEO, you have to wait a long time to get that return on investment from the SEO because you've got to wait for yourself to go up in the rankings in order to then go and get the inquiries. Now, for a small business owner, what I prefer to be able to do is pretty much what I showed you earlier. Like Everything I showed you earlier is what I 100% believe. I 100% believe you can go and grow a social media audience. You can engage with that social media audience with conversations and you can start to make sales pretty much straight away. Then why would you invest in SEO and wait months and months and months to get the leads and the inquiries back when you can go and get instant results now? Now, cash is king. 
especially for a small business. And if you want to make more money and you want, you need to make more sales. And if you want to make more sales, you need to have more conversations. So the more conversations you have, the quicker you're going to get the sales, the quicker you can get the money. And then SEO is more of a long-term strategy. So that would be my answer for you. And in terms of the keywords, um, you know, you've got, um, you can go on stuff like answer the public. You can go and check out the keywords for your sector and you can find those different things quite easily. But for me, I'd focus, if you want to grow your business, focus on going and speaking to people. Even if you look at what we've done today, you know, we've had 250, or I think, I, I don't know exactly how many have throughout the entire day, but when we started the day off, we had 250 people on. That's 250 people that we've built relationships with and got to know a little bit better. And those people have got to know us a little bit better as well. And that's what the key to growing a business is. So the, the key to growing a business is building relationships and speaking to people. And if you can serve them and you can help them, um, it's going to help you in a big way. Okay, so hopefully that answers that for you, Abby. So Catherine said, there's been a lot of content sent over. What is the most important one to start with? Okay, so um, Catherine, uh, because I don't know what program that you've got, because I, I haven't looked, I haven't been through everything yet because we've had a real busy day. Um, I'm presuming that you might have got my program um, from the way the question's framed. So what, what I would say to you is this. You've had a busy day. Your mind is probably racing, okay? Um, how many agree with that? <laughs> Maybe you would, right? Okay, you've had a busy day. Your mind's probably racing. You've took in some new concepts. And from those new concepts, I would give yourself a break until Monday, truthfully. And I would get the onboarding call with my team. And I would let my, call, my team have that call with you. And uh, rest assured that every single one of you that's invested with us, not only are you going to get the program, which is amazing, you're going to get boarding call. And then you've got any questions you want to ask, anything that you want to know. Um, and my team will take you through all of that. And I think that that will make it a lot easier for you. I think, you know, what you don't want to do is be drinking out of a fire hose and just taking so much information in that you just get overwhelmed because that can happen. Um, so I, I would say, wait for that onboarding call, um, give yourself a break, take some notes from today that you've took down. Um, hopefully, you've got the overall principle of what I want you to do. If you're Certainly, if you're working with me, the principle if you're going to be working with me is this. We're going to grow a social media audience. We're going to choose a channel. We're going to grow a social media audience. We're going to go and start conversations with that audience that we started, and we are going to direct them into a landing page that then can result in you getting sales or inquiries. It's really straightforward. It's really simple. But let's take it step by step. Right? We're not going to get results overnight, but we will get results over the course of the next few weeks for sure. Okay? Is that helpful? Hopefully that's helpful for you. Okay. So next one, Jay. I want to start paying for ads on social media. How should I start with this and how does it work? Okay. So um, there's two parts of pretty much every social media channel. There's your front end and then there's your back end. Right, your front end is what 99% of you that are on right now are using, which is what you see. But the back end, depending on what channel you want to use, so for example, on YouTube, YouTube's advertising platform is Google AdWords, and that is their back end. So, Facebook, for example, Facebook's advertising platform is Ads Manager, Instagram's advertising platform is Ads Manager, LinkedIn's advertising platform is um, LinkedIn Advertiser. Uh, TikTok's advertising platform is TikTok Ads Manager, right? Now, if you want to start advertising on social media, you have to get to know the back end of the platform that you want to conquer. This is why I tell you, don't mess around with trying to conquer six channels. You won't do it. Unless you've got a marketing team, you'll confuse the hell out of yourself. You won't get results. You don't want to do that. What you want to do is you want to focus on one and you say, right, I'm going to grow TikTok. Then you learn the platform of TikTok. Now, if you're working with us, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Facebook, whatever one you want to grow, I will show you how to do it. I've spent millions, this is not even an exaggeration. I have spent millions of pounds of my own money, like literally millions of pounds on advertising. I know what works. I know what doesn't work, right? And um, I can take the result much quicker. So if you want to start advertising and you're not on the program, get on the program. It will save you a ton of money. And I really mean that because if you go and you spend you spend money, especially like boosting posts or you don't know what you're doing with it, you will waste money, 
right? You need to know that back end. You need to know the type of ads you need to run, and you need to run those specific ads in following with the system that we teach. And I'm sure that you probably are already, Jay. That's fine. And I'm sure most of you are, which is great. Um, but you want to know those back ends. So understand front end, back end, whatever channel you want. Let's learn the channel. Let's learn the back end. And let's get that working for us. And then that, that will help you to get the result. Okay, so hopefully that um, answers that one. Trevor, what social media channel is best for an animation business doing B2B if I'm choosing one to work with? Okay, so a lot of the time when people are looking at B2B, their first thought is that they should use LinkedIn, okay, because they see that as a business platform. But they're forgetting one thing. Who runs businesses? People, right? Okay, people run businesses, not robots, right? People run businesses. And there are billions of people on Facebook. Um, Facebook has the biggest platform. Facebook has the cheapest platform by a mile, right? Let me tell you. Um, and mind you, TikTok's sort of catching up. They've got a very cheap platform as well. Um, and Facebook is really good for reaching business owners because they are the most developed advertising platform of them all. What I mean by that is they've been going the longest. When I started in 2008, I was using Facebook ads back then in 2008. We're in 2022 now. I was about to say 21. We're in 2022 now. And that is how long they have been running. They have the data. They know exactly who to present the message to. Right. So if you want to reach business owners, then Facebook advertising is very, very powerful. Okay. The only, I'm going to go too complicated, but the downside with Facebook is that their platform can be quite restrictive because they love to restrict ad accounts and ban ad accounts, which is a real pain, right? I'm sure some of you have been through that. <laughs> but, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's the, the only downside of, of Facebook advertising. So I would always look at, if you're a new advertiser and you're on here right now, unless you have a specific real passion about a channel, because I know that we did a lot of, for this event, we did a lot of TikTok advertising, right? So I know that many of you will be from TikTok, okay? I get that. So maybe you want to grow TikTok, and it is a hot platform. So if you really want to grow that, that's fine. But I would perhaps start with Facebook B2B. It'd be easier. Your LinkedIn is much more expensive, okay? Um, Travone, uh, I'm in the aesthetics industry. I want to know the best type of visual content to use for Facebook ads. I specialize bump in bum fillers and my ads are always rejected okay so we've worked with loads and i mean loads of people in the aesthetics industry i've got at least 50 clients that i've helped in this area so i know really 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 well and the mistake that is in the question to a degree okay and, and what I mean by that is the way you framed the question, this is what I shared with you today, and I hope that we took in today, is what I was explaining to you today is what we don't want to do is if we just get into the point where you're just going to run ads, hoping that we're going to hit someone in the moment and they're going to come to us and they're going to want our product or service, there's going to be some difficulty. Now, it depends on how big a business that you've got. Now, for example, we've got a rather large business Therefore, that we will run ads. But let me tell you, if I was starting tomorrow and you said, Adam, you're going to start an aesthetics business, well, what would I do? What I would do is I would run a lights campaign on Facebook and I would get people to come and like my page. And from that lights campaign, I would then go and message them and I would start conversations and I would start booking those people in and I'd start making sales. And the people that I've helped to do this, I've got a client called Maggie. Um, in the aesthetics industry, a lot of drives a Lamborghini Aventador that's done very well. But another client called Nick, who's done very well in the aesthetics industry. I've, I've trained a lot of people in this industry. And you're not getting any ads rejected. You're not getting any ads banned because you are going out, you're identifying who the people are, and then you're starting the conversation with them. Right. And it works very, very well. So the system that I showed you earlier will work amazing for the aesthetics industry. It will be amazing. Right. Just so you know. Okay, so Leanne, I'm struggling to get people engaging with my free content to become paying customers. Any advice? So I, where, where it's difficult here is because I haven't seen the content, so I don't, know, I don't know how good the content is. So I'll answer in a slightly different way. What you're looking to do with your content 
And what you should all be looking to do is give what I call a DOP. A DOP is a demonstration of power. You want to be able to demonstrate through your content why somebody should choose you above other people. And that's how good it needs to be. If you, because this is the thing, that demonstration of power is what will stand you apart from the competition. Because people will look at you and they'll go, okay, I've I've seen their video, they're really good. Or, you know, I've seen this thing, it's just awesome, right? So if you're putting any content out, you don't like, so some people tell you, oh, just put loads of content out, be consistent, get this out there, get that out there. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that whatever you put out is of quality. Um, Whatever you put out is a real representation of what you want to put into the marketplace. You know, any message that you put out to market should be a message that you're proud of. So don't get yourself on this treadmill where you feel like you have to be posting all the time or putting stuff out all the time just to kind of keep up with the Joneses. Instead, put out something that gives a real demonstration of why somebody should do business with you. And and that's that's what I that's what I would look to do. You know, I don't I don't put anything on my Instagram unless I like it. It's just like, right, it's going on there because actually I think that's good. I'm my own biggest fan. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. But you know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure that whatever I'm putting out there is quality because I know someone's going to see it and go, well, I saw him. I didn't think it was that good. And I don't want that. I want them to go, oh, no, actually, that makes sense. I like that. You know, And that is the mentality that you need to have. Now, does that mean I have to post every day? No, I don't need to post every day. I, I, but I, when I do post, you can make sure that what I'm going to put out is going to be of a decent quality because it's more important is to have the quality than the quantity. So hopefully that helps you in the end. Okay, so John, are we going to start with a select number of, so we are going to start with a select number of venues at first that we deal with. Um, let's go out with recorded interviews, then post them to our social media channels. From your experience, would you say if this is a good format to try and follow? Um, venues, let's go out recorded interviews. Okay, so... One of the things that in these chat and earn scripts, for those of you that are working um, with me on the program, is I will say, you will see from, from when you open these up and you look at them, is that the first thing that I suggest you do is you have what I call a value add. And that value add is where before you ask anyone to buy anything from you, you actually go out to marketplace and you say, look, this is a value add. So I'll tell you one of the things that we do, right? So one of the things that we do that's worked very, very well is we go out and we say, look, we do a weekly Q&A where Adam will ask any, answer any question you want, okay? And literally, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're struggling in your business, you're struggling with marketing, you're struggling with cash flow, um, Adam's a business expert, he'll answer anything you want. Um, and we'll go out and we'll have those conversations. So the first message will be like, hey, thanks for following. Um, just so you know, is there any area of your business you're a little bit of help in? Um, we, 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 you know, Adam will answer these questions on this weekly Q and A for you. And guess what happens is people come back and they go, "Oh wow, that's that's pretty cool actually." Rather than you know, this is didn't ask me for anything, just said, "Look, do you need a bit of help?" So people ask a question. Guess who ends up becoming the clients? People ask a question, like like clockwork. No, seriously, because they go, oh, actually, this is something that's different. They're adding some value to me first. Even like the event today. So it's like, look, come on the event. You know, before we sell a program or a product, we'll try and add some value to people, try and give them some tips, try and give them some advice and guidance. And then that person becomes, you know, somebody that is a fan of yours. Why? Because I'm trying to build a relationship, trying to give that demonstration of power. And you're not going to do that perfectly with everybody. But as you scale and as you grow, if you follow the model that I teach, you will find that life is a lot easier. And guess what as well? You'll enjoy it more. Because let's face it, who wants to go and sit there pitching their products all the time to people say no? When you rather pitch products to people like, oh, I love them, I follow them, I want to buy their stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's about reversing. What you're trying to do is you're trying to reverse what everybody else does and you're trying to do it in a different way. And that really is what is impactful. So, um, so John, the answer to your question is, yeah, it can work, but you always have to ask yourself the question, does this add value? Does it really add value? No. And if the answer is yes, fabulous like a lot of people are really afraid of putting out their best content why put your best content out put everything you got to give out why not you couldn't possibly put everything you got to give out anyway even if you wanted to because if someone wants to work with you more they're going to want to work with you and this is the other thing to remember is like 
no matter how much you put out, nobody gets anything the first time they hear it. Nobody understands this, but this is true. You know, repetition is the mother of all skill. If you hear something once, you'll become familiar with it. You go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But if you hear it seven times, you're like, I know this. Yeah? So everything needs to have repetition in order for you to actually put it in place and take action on it. And a lot of people don't get that, but it's, it's really true, right? So, you know, don't be afraid to put your best stuff out. Paul, on the three-day event, the 18th to the 21st in January, will there be upsells at the end of that to buy? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no. We, we offer, again, I'm very casual with it. Um, you know, very, very casual, and even more so at the events. Um, if you're working with us and you want to work on your social media, if you're working with us on your social media, what you are going to get is a system that you can use to go and sell your products and services. The reality is if you just do what I tell you to do, you'll make a lot more money than 500 quid. So just do it. Just do what I tell you to do. And for me, that's about me putting my best foot forward and saying, hey, I'm going to do this. It's really good. And if you want to work with me further, do you think there's more I can teach you? Of course there is. I won't be very good if there wasn't more I can teach you. But I can teach you more. But it's not all about that. It's about if you're ready. You know, I've had, I was in, I was at Wembley watching the football final. Some guy ran up to me in Manchester and said, Adam, I'll come to your free event. I did what you said. I've made loads of money. Never even bought anything. I was like, oh, awesome. You know, so, you know, it just depends. But I'm, I'm a believer in coaching. I'm a believer in training. And the more coaching, the more training you have, the better you become. Uh, does that mean you have to buy every training course in the world? No, you don't. If you, if you want to crush social media, go and get our social media course. If you're like, Adam, I want to get to know you more, come on the free day event and come and get to know me. If you like me and you want to work me further, then you can. And if you don't, you don't have to. You know, it's very, very casual. So hopefully that answers that question for you. So Zara said, is it best to target one customer avatar during a period of time via social media? Or is it good to identify several? Uh, for a small business, um, I would say, rather than a customer avatar, because I'm not, I'm not 100% big on the customer avatar because... You know, I have clients that are male. I have clients that are female. I have clients that are, you know, from Manchester. I have clients from here, from there. I have clients from everywhere. What I like to say is, it's more like a profile. Who's your dream client? Your dream client. So for me, who's my dream client? My dream client is somebody that is really committed to learning and growing. That's really driven. um, That's not afraid to take action. There's somebody that listens. Uh, somebody that puts things in place. And they're the people I'm looking for. Now, if you're male or female, that doesn't matter to me. If you're from London or Manchester, that doesn't matter to me. You know, what I'm looking for is more of a profile. It's more of a personality. And that's the difference between demographics and psychographics. A lot of people look at demographics. You don't want to look at demographics. You want to look at psychographics. Psychographics are how somebody acts and the things that they do rather than where they're from. Because we can't define someone from where they're from. You can't. I'm, it's more about the psychographics of the profile of the person that you want to look at. So I would look at those psychographics and say, like, what the, what kind of problems does this person have? What what change do they want to see in their life? What do they want to do differently? And I would look at it in that way. And I would say, and then I would talk to those people. Like a good message meets someone where they're at and says to them, "Hey, look, if you're in this place and you want to go somewhere else, you know, things are going to need to change. You have to do things differently." Right, and your product or service is the bridge to take them on that journey, and that's the way you need to look at it, which is a different way of looking at it, right? So hopefully that answers that question for you, Zara. Okay, um, so Paula said, "What's SOC?" I think you might that might have been the DOP demonstration of power. So hopefully it answers that. Um, okay, Anne saying, "Do you think I should target one service for the three I want to offer: cleaning, housekeeping, dog walking?" Um, though mainly I want to aim uh, this at disabled people. So, Anne, what I would say is this, is one of the concepts that, I've, that I'm have i a big believer in, and if you're spending, regardless of what three-day event you do with us, whether you come on the 19th to the 21st, the one we've got with the celebs, or whether you come on a boot camp with me um, three days in our offices, or wherever you come, and my team can work that out with you. One of the things that I'm a big believer in is a client journey and a value ladder, right? And that is at the bottom of the value ladder, we start with free value. And that bottom of the value ladder, 
and I'll teach you this in a lot more detail because it's very, very important. But I'm just going to give you a brief introduction. The free value is you giving that DOP saying, hey, this is me. I can give you value in these areas. So you demonstrate that. Then the first offer or the first sale that you make should be what we call low ticket. It shouldn't be high ticket. It should be, hey, look, if you buy this program or this product or this service, you are going to get more value than what you actually paid to buy, right? So, And I truly believe this. If you paid us 500 pounds to do my program, you will 1 million percent say that you got more money than you got more value than 500 quid. I know you will because I'm giving you more value than 500 quid. It's worth more, right? I'm okay with that because what I'm doing is I'm demonstrating to you that I provide value in what I do. So... The, the answer to your question is, what are people going to want and what are they going to say yes to? Now, if dog walking is the thing, all right, and that's the thing they're going to want, after you've built trust with them, are they going to then be comfortable with you in their home? Yes, they are. So that might be where you introduce the cleaning here, right? And after they're comfortable in your home and you introduce the cleaning, are they going to be comfortable over here? Now, the cleaning is going to cost more than the dog walking. But the dog walking is going to be there to build the relationship. Make sense, everybody? You following me? So as we build the trust, people are naturally going to want to buy other products or services from you. It's just natural. How many of you agree you prefer doing business with the people you know, right? You prefer going to the restaurants that you go to because you know you're going to get a good experience. You know, and that's the same in, in, in every walk of life, right? So um, I would say to you, that if dog walking is the low ticket offer, go out, get a load of dog walking clients and say to them, hey, by the way, do you know I also do housekeeping? Do you know I also do cleaning? Let me tell you, my dog walker walks my dogs. <laughs> my, my, my dog walker is doing a lot more of me than just that. But I never would have known her. But now she's got her key to my house. I'm like, oh, yeah, if you can do that, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, you can do that, cool. And just like, she's doing everything now because I built the relationship with her. But I'll tell you what, I've never picked up a housekeeping thing and gone, oh, can you come and keep my house? I don't know you, but here's my keys. Crack on. Never done that. Make sense? Relationship was built. That's what we've got to understand. Business about relationships. So, Jill, should I focus on one product when I'm starting out? I've got so many ideas and I find them stopping me. Okay, so, Jill, the problem here is perfection. Um, it's like it's, you want it to be right. And, and what I say to every single one of you is, you ain't going to be right. You know, you've got to start. And you're better to start and be wrong because at least you've started. Like, it's a fear of failure that makes us want to be perfect. It's like, I don't want it to not work. I'm, you know, but the, the reality is what we've got to do is we've got to put self out there. We've got to go for it. We've got to make a decision, make things happen, and then go out and offer a product or service. And, and, and then, you know, you, the market will tell you whether it's right or not. If the market doesn't want your product or service. I'm afraid it wasn't the right product or service. Do you understand what I mean? But you've got to let the market tell you. You can't guess the market. You've got to test the market. Don't guess it, test it, right? And that's going to help you in a, in a better way. So for, for me, you know, yes, um, this is where coaching can come in. Um, and in coaching, you say, look, do you think this idea is viable? And from someone with experience, they're going to be able to go, look, to be honest, um, you probably should go down this route. And you can get a good bit, get a bit of advice, and you can cut the learning curve. If you don't get coaching, then what you do need to do is you need to do testing, right? And testing is you go out, you make the offer, you see if anyone wants it. If they don't, you change the offer, and then you go out and you test. And you, you know, coaching cuts that time, that learning time. But that's that's basically what we've got to do. Okay. Um, to to Vone, what is the most effective approach to building funnels? Um, I'm I've. Uh, launching in April, I wish to use ads to get more delegates. Um, well, the, the platform that we use is ClickFunnels. Um, ClickFunnels is the best platform. Um, you need to make sure that you've got the right um, offer again. And the right offer is not what you think the right offer is. The right offer is what your clients want. So what is it they want? Ask yourself that question. What is it your clients want? And if we can get insight into their mind and see what they want, they're going to say yes a lot quicker. So we need to kind of understand that. You need to build the funnel around what it is they want. So what's missing in the marketplace? What you're being asked for? You know, when you talk to the clients, what is it they continually ask you for? What do they get excited about when you talk to them? Because if something they get excited about, then they're off from that because they're going to say, yeah. 
and let's build the funnel around that because there's going to be a yes. And that's, that's what we've got to do. A lot of it is psychology. What you've got to learn to do is take yourself out of you and put yourself in the customer's place or the consumer's place. So what does this person want? What is it that they would find value? What would they get benefit from? And when we do that, you get a lot more yeses. Okay. Um, Catherine, could you tell us any more about how to go about creating an audience from scratch? Uh, what can I be doing now before accessing the paid training? Um, so building an audience from scratch, I mean, you if you are desperate to go and access the training, go and access the training now. And there's Facebook's lights campaigns on there. It'll show you how to go and build your audience straight away. Um, and you can do that. Um, in terms of building an audience, we need to understand, as I said earlier on, the game is completely rigged. If you want to build a social media audience in today's market, in today's world, to go and explode out on social media, the game, like the social media companies, just don't let you do it. They've changed that. So we need to invest in the ads in the ads section. Now, you can run ads from as little as £1 per day. And when we run those ads, what that will do is that will put your message in front of more people, which will grow your audience. And then we're going to go and have conversations with that audience, which is going to convert them, which is exactly what I said earlier on. It will all become clear as you get into the training and start working through the training. You're going to be surprised that it's a lot easier than you think it is. Because some of you are going to think, oh my God, is it difficult? It's not difficult. Right? It's actually going to be really easy. Because all we've got to do is we've got to run a very small ad. I mean, I'll give you an example. One of my... Um, one of my coaches, actually. So this guy is a coach of mine from America. Um, his name's Damien. He's just opened a new fitness center. Um, I did a lot of coaching with him in America because he was a um, speaker trainer. So I wanted to get into speaking, which is what I do now, um, about five or six years ago. And he trained me on this industry. And he wanted to open a gym recently in America. And he said, Adam, what strategy do I put in place to make money? Because he come to me, so I've gone all over the world from talking about social media. I said, Damien, exactly what I'm telling every single one of you on here now. I said, what you need to do is we need to drop a pen on your fitness center. We're going to build around it. We're going to put the message in front of these people. We're going to get them following. You're going to message them. You're going to build a relationship with them. You're going to put them into a funnel, and you're going to send them your gym membership over the phone. He has followed to the T what I told him to do, to the T. And he's closing, before he's even opened his gym, about $30,000 a month worth of sales on gym memberships, right, before he's even opened because he did exactly what I've told him to do. And, and I promise you, if you follow what, what we said, you're going to get results, okay? So hopefully that helps. Uh, Charlie, uh, in the early days, how did you split your time be between working in the business as opposed to on it? Um, is there a magic Okay, so what I did, so this question is, in the early days, how did you split your time between working in the business as opposed to on it is there a magic percentage between business life and children? Now, I'll be straight and truthful. When I started my business, I didn't have any children. So I do understand. I know the challenge of because my little boy is autistic and I'm not with his mum anymore. And I take him to school every uh, Tuesday. I, I collect him to school every Tuesday. I take him to school every Wednesday. Um, I have him every like virtually every weekend as well. And I spend a, a tremendous amount of time with him. So I do understand that children take a lot of time. I do get that, right? Um, you know, I, I understand what that's like. In the beginning, the way that I split my time, the only way I could get out my business in the beginning was actually to go on training courses. And 100%, I know I offer training courses. I'm not trying to say that, but what I'm saying is I used to go on a training course because it would take me out of my business for a couple of days where I could actually not be in the day-to-day -day and be in the trenches. And by the time I come out, what I found is I was more motivated, I was more inspired, I had more ideas, and I put more in place. And I swear to you, that 100% genuine answer, that really worked for me. And why does it work for me? Why, why do I think that works? I think that works because most people get swallowed up by the day-to-day. -day. They just get swallowed up by it, where the day-to-day -day takes over everything. They think that they can't find the time. They get chained. They get addicted to the day-to-day -day grind. They get addicted to the struggles, the issues, the things going on. If it's a complaint, if it's an issue, if it's this, if it's a staff member, and you just get swallowed up by the whole thing and you become assessed by it. It's horrible. Uh, and I honestly, that's what I used to do. I used to say, right, I'm away for three days or I'm away for two days and that's it. And you'll have to deal with it to my team. And they did. And it started to give me the breaks. That's how I did it in the beginning. Uh, what I do now is, so I'll give you a different example of what I do now. Um, what I do now is 
I just, when I need to go and pick Sammy up, I need to spend time with him, is I just go and do that. I don't look at my phone. I don't answer my calls. My team don't ring me. And and I don't feel guilty about it. And that's it. There's there's no problem that can't wait till, there's very few problems. Unless you're in like a cash flow crisis, right? And, and I've been there. Right, I've been there where I've been in these cash flow crises. I've been in a cash flow crisis where I need to find a million pounds by the end of the week or we're not going to be open anymore. I've been in those kind of... But there's very few, especially at the beginning, where it's that bad. So it's only as you get massive that you kind of have those kind of crises come up. So what I do now is I just say, well, we'll deal with it tomorrow. If, if, if somebody is upset that they can't get dealt with until tomorrow, my team can't deal with it. I think most people understand it. I think you've got to break the addiction. And and some you should just try that. You know, if you're on holiday, I've been on holiday this week. You know, I had a lot of messages. And the message back, I always message people back. Oh, like one thing that never bothers me is sending people messages, and that should never bother you. You should never get irate about speaking to clients. You should never get irate about responding to messages. You know, people message me while I'm away last week, and I just sent them a message back. I'm just like, hey, I'm back Monday. Um, I'll get we'll get it booked in and we'll go from there. <laughs> you know, so people are like, okay, thanks. If someone said, Well, I really need to talk to you today. I'd say I'm on holiday. I can speak on Monday, and and that that's that you have to have that discipline. One of the things I think it's really important that you have to cultivate that discipline, and if you do cultivate that discipline, it will, it will really help you. So that's what I would suggest that you, you do there. Um, okay. Um, so Margaret, one of our clients. How you doing, darling? Hope you're doing well. How do I get around my professional restriction that doesn't allow me to make the first approach to prospective clients. Um, usually a professional restriction, you think it's a professional restriction, but it's in the mind. <laughs> like that is the real answer because I've had everyone tell me. I've had mortgage brokers. Remember when I first started working with Gary Das, Gary's a guy that I trained, went on to become a very successful mortgage broker, told me the same thing. I remember when I started working with Stephen Pitcher, from uh, St. James's Place told me the same thing. You know, I remember so many industries that they tell me they can't make the approach. What you can't do is go in and pitch like a like hell. But what you can do is you can talk to people. You can't tell me that you can't talk to people. You can talk to people. And then somebody, if you talk to them, can ask you, right? So it's just a way of doing it. And remember, even what I said earlier, when we were talking about this chat and earn aspect, I never, ever encourage anyone to go to pitch. What you shouldn't do is go, hey, my name is Joan, buy my thing. You shouldn't do that anyway. If you do that, you're going to get no, see you later. How many of you had a few messages like that on LinkedIn anyway, right? You know, you get them all the time. You're just like, oh, oh go away. You, you don't want that. So don't do that. <laughs> you're like, why would you do something to someone else that you don't want done to you? Doesn't make any sense, does it? So you've got, you've got to have a slightly different approach where you just go out and have conversations. You don't need to go and pitch your product. You need to have conversations, which is a different thing. And there is nobody in the world that's restricted from having conversations. Make sense? You can't tell me an industry that is. Okay. Catherine's saying, I've received no confirmation for the paid training course. I make it really clear. Anyone that's on the training, my team will be doing the onboarding calls on Monday. Okay, so every single one of you without fail will be getting a phone call on Monday. If you don't answer the phone, you will get a WhatsApp. If you don't answer the WhatsApp, you'll get a text message. If you don't answer the text message, you'll get a Facebook message. We will get hold of every single one of you, I promise you. All right. Okay. Is that fair? Good stuff. But I'll make sure that I'll make sure that we do, right? And I will be personally looking over that and I'll be with the team making sure that we spoke to absolutely everybody. I promise you, you will be. Um, if you, There will be an email confirmation, but it might be in your spam box. If you want to look at it, that'll make you feel better. You can go and have a look at that. But I promise you that everyone will get an onboarding call Monday. Jack saying, would you recommend staying in your current job until you've paid off your debt before um, starting full time? Also, what should you aim to get from a mentor? Um, so two questions. Um, would I recommend staying in your current job? What I would recommend that you do is I would start a side hustle where you start going and offering products and services. I would use that side hustle to pay off some of your debt to put you in a better position so you can then quit your job and you'll be debt free. So that's the answer to the first question. The second thing is what should you look to get from a mentor? I It, it, it depends what you want to get. So I, I, I said to you earlier on, which I stand by, you should only... 
really be looking for somebody to mentor you that you'd be happy to swap places from. But if you're on here now and you want to take your business to a billion pounds, right? I haven't done that. So <laughs> you're like, I haven't actually done that. But before you get to a billion pounds, you need to get to a hundred grand. And before you get to a hundred grand, you need to get to a million. Before you get to a billion, you need to get to 10. And then you need to get to 30. And then you need to get to 50. You know, I've done all that. So I can help you get that far. But after that, if you want a billion pounds, you better call Elon Musk because I haven't been there yet. All right. You know, and I, and I think that what we've got to do is understand that, you know, from a, a mentoring perspective, um, you know, and I've got clients that have worked with me and I've, I've took them so far and, and, that, and, that, and that's fine, you know, and, and it's a good sign of a sign of a good mentor is have you got clients that have gone on to be more successful than you? Because if you haven't, then you're probably not that good a mentor, <laughs> right? So I think that is important too. Um, so I think that what you need to look at is you need to say, Jack, I'm here wherever you are, wherever you are in your, your world. My goals are here. Like if you're looking at me, can Adam get me from here to here? And if the answer is yes, then helping you go on that journey is the job of that mentor. So that's what I would say. So look at it individually. Where do you want to go? Where are you now? And where do you want to go? Okay, that's the way I'd look at it. That's the way I look at it. If I wanted to, you know, like I've had so many different mentors. If I want to learn, you know, anything, I will always go out and find somebody to teach me it, whether it's playing tennis, which I was horrendous at. I've got tennis coach. Why? Because then I'll get better at it. You know, and I think that's the way you've got to, that, that's the way you've got to look at it. Whatever it is you want to learn, it can be learned. Um, and I think that, you know, that's 100%. So Rochelle said, I'm drinking wine. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's good. But my mind's racing. Good stuff. And I'm extremely motivated. Oh, I wouldn't mind a glass, Rochelle. Can you pour me one? <laughs> I'm only joking. So <laughs> Candy's put... Um, uh, also, I'm not investing now as you're three months ahead where I have the energy for. <laughs> but I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. I've got a lot of learn learned from it. As I said earlier on, you know, if you're working with us, you get loads out of it. If you're not there yet, that's okay too, all right? There's no problem, all right? So Angie's put, you mentioned no fancy website, a landing page. How do I get my full range of products on the landing page? So Angie, we will go over that with you and we will look at what it is you want to offer um, and we'll look at the products that you want to offer. It might be that you don't put, you know, one thing you want to, it's a good tip, is a confused mind doesn't buy. If you give somebody 42 options, guess what? They're taking none of them, right? A confused mind doesn't buy. So one of the things that a lot of people could do is actually bring their product range down a little bit and instead put it in an order like I showed you that value ladder. So you can offer them something now and then you can offer them something later. And that's a better way of doing it than giving someone 42 options and they don't know what to do. But we'll look at that with you when, as, as we start to work with you. Okay? Um, so... My, so Michelle, hi Michelle. Uh, my question is about the who. So Michelle's worked with us as well. Um, it's a very long question. Um, I still believe I should have a target market in order to speak to the market and speak to them, but I'm struggling to how to convince them. So I have to read this. My question is about the who, the ideal client. My business is digital social marketing. I help artists and creative entrepreneurs develop their brand develop content and use their digital marketing to, read, uh, to reach a global collector's market and sell art. How do I sell that idea service to my clients? Well, Michelle, the question is already too long, right? What you need to say is, I help artists. This is how you simplify it. I help artists with their branding and their social media, right? So that's what you do, okay? And what is the biggest problem that artists have with their social media and their brand? Find me to answer the answer to that and go out with the problem and you'll have no problem getting people to latch onto the problem. Well, I, I, I've done that. I know my target market. Uh, it's, it's getting them to adopt a mindset of their who. They don't care who buys their art. They just want to sell their art. Their art. Okay. If they're if if they're hiring me to do their social for them and develop content for them and their messaging, to, un okay. you know, need to understand so you need to do here, speak to someone. Yeah, you need what you need to do here is you need to define your methodology. Okay, define your methodology. 
And what I mean by that is you say, right, if I'm going out there and I'm helping somebody to build their business, I have a methodology and I defined it very clearly for you earlier on. I said, right, you work with me. This is what we're going to do together. There's 250 of us on. If that doesn't suit someone and they want to do it a different way, that's okay, right? But this is my way. And I know my way works because I've done it with so many people. And that's my methodology. It's my philosophy, right? And if you have a philosophy and somebody doesn't care about your who, they're the wrong client for you. Because you need to say, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to define the who. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do that. If they go, well, I don't care about who, just get me results. And you say, well, I don't think that we're going to be a great fit for each other because you're not going to get results unless we follow the process. Good point. Thank you. Okay. Does that make sense? And, and that's, that's like, especially if you're selling a service, you know, somebody comes to you for a service, and this is for everyone, you're the expert. That's the mentality, right? Or you should be the expert if you're going to offer the service, right? And, and your methodology and your process needs to be, this is my process. So define it, package it, and go and sell it. And then if they want to go against the philosophy, then you obviously didn't clearly explain the philosophy when they bought it. Make sense? Definitely okay. helps. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, so Nat, I realize the hurdles I've overcome. Um, so I know Nat as well. How are you doing, darling? Um, I, I've realized that all the positive people I now surround myself, I'm fearful of fucking up, excuse my language, um, is causing paralysis now. Any advice, please? Yeah. Go and fuck up. <laughs> like, it's like the easiest question is like what we have to do. We cannot succeed unless we fail. Right? I promise you, we, you have to say, I'm going to do it anyway. That is, that is the mentality that you have to have. There is no successful entrepreneur in history that has got it perfect first time. There's just not. It doesn't exist. Go and pick up any book of any successful entrepreneur. Read all of them. I've read them. I was obsessed. I read them all. And every single one, nobody figured it out right first time. No one, right? But what they did is they said, you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway, you know? And like coaching will cut that, right? It will cut that learning curve. And I really passionately believe that, right? Because I've seen it happen for me when I was doing things that weren't were wrong and someone can come and say, look, you're doing that wrong. Go over here. That just makes it so much easier. But you, you, there is no perfect chart to the top. There is no crystal staircase that everything magically is going to be perfect. It does not exist. That staircase is going to get scratched up. It's going to get messed up. There's going to be bits and pieces that don't work out quite well. The important bit is that when you scratch it, you're going to sit there on the bottom step, polishing it for 10 hours, or you're just going to go to the next step and keep going. Which one do you want to do? You just move on and keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that is what will get you to the new destination, right? So don't be afraid. Keep going, my dear, okay? Um, Catherine saying, how do we know the first seminar? We will, um, that will be communicated on Monday. No problem at all. I've got loads of questions. I'm going to be all night, I think. <laughs> right, okay, so um, uh, Paul, um, what I'm going to do is those of you who've asked questions, because now some of you are asking like five or six questions, I'm going to have to do one question and then move to the next question. Otherwise, we won't serve everyone, right? Um, so I'm going to jump into Ed's question. I love that, Adam. This is what I've been looking for. So excited. Brilliant stuff. I've got at, at Altaf, I, I believe. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. What would you say about conjoint platforms such as Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp? What do we want to make this trifecta as all a one platform? Yeah, no problem at all. Then you can absolutely do that. Now, the thing about Facebook and Instagram is they, of course, have, they share the same advertising platform. So if you're going to use, if Facebook is your choice, we're naturally going to get the bonus of Instagram or vice versa, right? And then we're going to use WhatsApp with that as well. So yes, I'm on board with that 100%, okay? But then when I'm talking about that earlier and I'm presenting it to 250 people, I'm then going to confuse the audience. So, but your question's correct and we will be using those as a trio. Okay, do you help with Google Ads? We're good at Google Ads. Um, we do Google Ads. We do um, Google Ads and YouTube Ads. But th there is some YouTube in the program, but not specifically Google Ads. Hopefully that helps you there, Ed. Uh, Alex is saying, what platform would you recommend for a, a men's underwear brand? Um, again, probably Instagram is going to be the most visual for that. Uh, Prasuna, I've monetized a YouTube channel, only 1,700 followers. I want to get into Facebook too and promote my videos. Well, absolutely. 
Um, if you're on the program, it will help you with that 100%, and you'll find that you'll be able to move them across the channels. Uh, can we have a recording? Uh, can we have a copy of this recording? It covers a lot of questions. Um, we may well, um, I'm not 100% sure, but when we, every single one of you here has got a recording of the day event. Um, I'll have to speak to my team and see if we can get this recording as well. Um, okay, so Tavone says that makes complete sense. Uh, Paul is saying, how do you go about creating a lights campaign? Well, as soon as you get in the program, if you're with us on the program, you will get access to that and it will show you that. Um, uh, Lackey said, I'm already a social media influencer. I help property investors and business owners with fixing problems to grow. I have 100,000 followers around platforms. I've, um, I've just recently learned TikTok and got 1,500 followers. That sounds good. Um, well done on that. Um, Abby saying, how do we start com a potential uh, a conversation with a potential customer about looking at that first message, thinking we're too pushy and after only after money. Well, you don't be pushy. You don't go after money. You start being interested in people rather than the money. That's, that's what, like you have to switch your mentality. And I think it's a good question. But the problem with a business owner at the beginning is a business owner at the beginning is a little bit desperate. They just want to do business. Do you know what I mean? How many of you agree with me? Sort of like, you, you, you understand. So they're a bit desperate to go and do business. But what you're doing, it's like dating. You know, if some guy or girl's chasing you around going, go out at me, go out at me, go out at me, what would you be doing? You'd be going, oh, no, 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 no. Like you'd be, you'd be pushing them away, wouldn't you? Make sense? Okay. So or some of you would be like, no, I just appreciate that. <laughs> but wherever. But what I'm kind of saying to you is this. We don't want to do that. We're going to start conversations. We're going to build relationships. And if we start conversations and we build relationships, we're going to get to know people. And naturally, the law of obligation is they're going to want to do business with you because they know you. It's, it's really simple, but it's a different mindset. It's about changing our mindset, right? And that's going to be uh, really important. Um, so Lorna, if you've been restricted on Facebook ads, how can you get unrestricted? Good question, right? So the way that you get unrestricted is you need to start a new ad account more than, look, of course, this is this could be like this could be a VIP session itself. You go forty five minutes, but I'm going to give you a quick one on this. Right, so two things: live chat, go through, go through the review process, have a conversation with them if you've been banned, get the account overturned. Option number one. Option number two: get a new credit card, get a new IP address, or buy a VPN. Right, go and start a new Facebook profile, prove your identity on it, start a new um, ads manager and go again, and this time don't break the advertising rules. So there's the two bits, okay? So this, uh, hopefully that helps. Um, Catherine, I, I think I've answered a few from Catherine and Nat and Candy as well, so I'm going to keep going. So, oh my God, I've got so many. Right, so Shan, have you worked with clients in the skincare industry? Yes, I've worked with hundreds of clients in the skincare industry. Uh, my girlfriend has got a skincare business. Um, she originally was a client, but she was with her after she was a client just so you know right <laughs> from a professionalism point of view but it helped her grow her business massively in the skincare industry you can go and have a look at a company called sasha core beauty um she's been very um very successful in building her skincare business and i helped her she was a gold circle member for a couple of years did very very well okay so yes i have um so next one uh i've got a lot of yeses okay um, I'm hazarding a guess the best social media platform for delegates from Aesthetics Training Academy is YouTube. Well, not necessarily. Again, the this is the thing. The platform, so this is what's the best one for an aesthetics company. The platform doesn't matter that much, right? What, because what we have to understand is this, is who's on the platform? People, right? People on YouTube, people on Instagram, people on Facebook, people on LinkedIn. It's the conversation. So how do we have a more effective conversation? Now, if you feel the best effectiveness of a conversation is to do that for YouTube, then yeah, YouTube. Right, Makes sense to everybody? But it's not about the platform because the platform's got the people on. You can never outgrow one platform. Like if you, if you choose Instagram, you can't outgrow it for a business. You can't physically outgrow it. It is like impossible for you to outgrow it. You know, and I think that's what we have to recognize. So it's not necessarily about mastering, like, what's the perfect platform? There's no perfect platform. It's the perfect conversation that matters. Okay. So, okay. 
Um, how did you manage to get over your fear of doing videos to your audience? So from Josh, good question. Um, so the first time I actually had, um, I had some coaching on this um, originally when I was first doing videos. And the thing is, I didn't actually have like the massive fear. I was just like, I'm just going to do it because I know I'm going to be crap anyway. So I'm just going to do it. And then if I'm crap, it doesn't really matter. So I just started off doing the videos. But then I had somebody who was a coach, who was a good coach. And he's a very good coach, very good speaker coach, absolutely dissect me to pieces and tell me exactly how terrible I really was. And that made me even more like, oh, <laughs> you know, like it was like, oh my God, I'm really this bad. Um, but, but bit by bit, I got better. I think the, the important thing to know is this, is your videos, like at the beginning, they're probably going to suck. They're probably going to be really bad. So you can choose whether they're bad in a year or whether they're bad today. So when do you want them to be bad? Because if you start today, they'll be good in a year. <laughs> or you can start in a year and they can be bad. What do you, what do you want to do? So I just think the, the quicker you get into it, the better. All right? Makes sense? Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. Um, right. I'm, I'm just making sure. I've, I think I've... I think I'm answering the questions. Anyone that I haven't seen so far, Chrissy, have you worked with singer-songwriters, uh, performance coaching now, singing comes to a standstill? Yeah, I've, I've worked with lots of different, you know, in terms of who we've worked with, you know, I've been in this business now for about six years. We've had 15,000 clients. There isn't many industries we haven't worked with. Uh, we've worked with lots of, lots of people in, in the industry of uh, singing, songwriters, uh, performance artists. Absolutely, yes, we have. Uh, Juliet saying, how do you start a relationship or solicit potential clients from a job um, you are working in on your own business? Okay, so that's a good question. So I think what Juliet is trying to say is, I'm working for somebody else. How do I take their clients? Well, the truth is, don't, right? Um, it's a lot easier. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a true story. So when I left BMW, I, um, I thought I'd worked there for four years. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do is like all these clients love me. I'm going to go and I'm just going to serve them. I'm going to offer them finance and they'll all come with me and brilliant. So what I did is I worked for a company called Sitna BMW. And we probably won't give you a recording after this story now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I literally got the database and I went out and I sent them all letters and I marketed to them all. And I had a massive legal claim come back like immediately from Sitna. And my, my business was like dead in the water day one. I'm like, oh my God. I have no plan B. Like literally that's how I started. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And it was horrendous. And this is the thing. The world's a big place. With social media now, the ability to reach people, you don't need to take somebody else's clients, just go and get your own. It's just so much easier and just cleaner and nicer. You know, you don't want to build something on shaky ground and you don't want to build something like I've done it and it just doesn't work. And you don't want to end up in legal battles and stuff, especially at the beginning of your business. It's just messy. So I would just go and get your own clients is the answer to that. And uh, go and build your audience, do what we said, go and have the conversations, you'll, you'll get the clients. So hopefully that helps you, right? From you learn from my experience on that. Um, okay. So Yedda saying, sorry, I don't know if you saw my question. Good tips for money flow organization and when to register your business for tax. Okay, so I'll give you a good tip for cash flow. The first thing from a cash flow perspective that you need, and for some of you, if any of you won the financial bits, you saw the cash flow stuff we do in there. Um, the biggest tip on cash flow is this. It's all about foresight, okay? You need to be able to see into the future. So the way that I run cash flow or have run cash flows and the way I teach my clients to run cash flow is about looking forward into the future and being able to tell in a month's time, two months' time, three months' time, how much money is in your bank account. Now, when you can do that, your life becomes so much easier. Now, even in three months' time, let's say you're running a business and you look forward at your cash flow and you see in three months' time, oh my God, I'm like at minus 82 grand. That's going to cause me a big problem. Do you think you're going to go out there and sell a bit more between now and then? You are. Do you think you're going to go and have more conversations? You are, right? So the best thing to do is know, no matter how good it is or no matter how bad it is, where am I going to be in three months? And the way you do that is you plan forward and you look at, like, if these are the sales, projected sales that we're going to get and these are the projected expenses that we're going to get, where are we going to be in that time period? And then you have to just monitor that. And, and literally, if you get that right within your business, you'll never look back. 
okay? It'd be so much easier for you to manage cash flow, much, much, much easier. Hey everybody, Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. I hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favor. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favorite episode is perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive Academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.